Passion our purpose, profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of substance is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts. Welcome back to Millennial Thoughts with your girl Alicia. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I have a special guest. Her name is Tiffany, and we're going to be talking about all things travel. She has a blog called Tiffany Travels, and um, I'm just reaching out to her to talk about it. She does a lot of solo traveling, group travels, and um, yeah, we're just here to talk about her experience with traveling, why she started, and what she sees in the future for it. So, hi, Tiffany. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Is there anything else you would like to um, say about yourself before we start? Um, well, my name is Tiffany Hurd. Um, I am a travel blogger or a content creator. Uh, my blog is called Sweet Tiffy's Inspirations. Um, I started the blog about three years ago, and I absolutely love travel. And like Alicia mentioned, I do a lot of solo travel. I do group travel. I do family travel. I do all the above. Um, So that's like kind of what I do on the side. And then my field or where my education or career is in social work. Um, But I try to actually combine the two between social work activities and traveling as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good to know a little bit of background. Um, to start off, I was going to say, like, how do you balance it? Like, a full-time job, traveling, blogging, like, how do you balance all of the things that you want to do, like, on a day-to-day or a weekly basis? So, if you're working a 9 to 5, obviously, you're at work from 9 to 5 or 8 to 5, whatever your hours are. Um, and unfortunately, in America, we only get two weeks of vacation. <laughs> Um, but, um, in order to stretch that out, I kind of either do like weekend trips or let's say my birthday's in November. So I will, my birthday's in the beginning of November, but let's say I'll wait to the end of November near Thanksgiving. And since we already get two days off, I'll combine that along with the week that I already have. So those are just some of the tips to kind of stretch when you don't have unlimited, uh, time working full time. And mm-hmm. working on the blog, um, working on the blog in the evening time, don't tell nobody, but uh, there's sometimes I may turn on the computer at work. <laughs> um, <laughs> and obviously the weekend to do your blogging um, stuff related, you know, writing mm-hmm. posts and being on social media and different things like that. So you kind of have to do a little bit both. Always say if you're going to work for somebody, you also have to work on your goals as well, because eventually you want to be the one in the place to be in charge and have somebody work for you. Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, I've been seeing it a lot more now. Um, Following travels is like, oh, like American only gets like two weeks and those people get like different days and there's always holidays and stuff like that. So it's like we're kind of on the you know low side or whatever but people always travel so sometimes I guess it doesn't really bother some people they just take their days and keep it moving yeah I think we um I guess that's just the norm for us we don't have a choice but I meet people all the time and they're like oh I get five weeks of vacation I get three weeks I get four weeks and I'm like wow I think I need to move (laughs) Uh, because I just love traveling and I don't think two weeks compare we have 365 days and only 14 of those days are dedicated to um actual vacation time that doesn't seem fair at all but I guess as they say life isn't fair 
Yeah, I guess. But, you know, you can always have it work for you. So uh, what made you start, like, the blog? Or, like, when did you start traveling? Was it the travel first or the blogging? What? How did you, like, get your um, start in it? So I've been traveling since I was younger. I would go back to way when I was two. My first trip was to Louisiana with my family. So my family does quite a bit of traveling. Um, but I'll fast forward to when I started traveling or when I got my first passport stamp. Mm-hmm. My first passport stamp was to Ghana in West Africa. Um, so that's kind of where I started my traveling on my own. How um, old were so, you? I didn't know if you said that. Um, when I was my first passport stamp, I had, I think I was like 19 or 20 because I was still in college. I was still in college at the time that I took that summer abroad trip with my school. Um, and then fast forward from there, I started the blog about three years ago. Um, and I kind of Mm -hmm. started that because someone asked me to write a piece for their blog. I had went to Thailand and so they were like, Oh, can you write a piece about it? So I turned the piece into them but I never heard anything back and I think I followed up with them no response I said okay well this is gonna be (laughs) my first post on my own travel blog um so yeah so that was three years ago so that's how I started with the travel blog and I also started because people always ask questions about where I'm traveling or wanted to follow me so I feel like instead of answering the same question like 50 times, why not have a blog and then be able to send out links like, here you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come and see it. Come look at what I'm doing. And so was um, what, when was your first time that you solo traveled? Um, so, okay, so technically, I've solo traveled, like, let's say when I went to Thailand, I went like a week with my cousin. And then she left and I was on my own. So technically that was solo travel. But I would say my real Mm -hmm. big international solo trip that I started from beginning to end on my own was when I went to Colombia. So I was in 10, I went there for 10 days. I was in Medellin, Cartagena, and Bogota. So that was the real first solo trip. (laughs) I want to go to Colombia so bad. Like it's so beautiful over there that I see the pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go. But um, so were you nervous? Like, were you like, oh, I'm excited to go by myself? Because some like it's becoming more popular, which I think people's always solo travel. But like, it's becoming more popular, and people are talking about it as much. Like, I've never necessarily went somewhere by myself, but I went somewhere with like out with um friends and my family. You know, I went on study abroad and different things like that. But like, I've never been like somewhere by myself completely. So, um, yes, I think you're always nervous because obviously you're going by yourself and you're like, oh, my God, what if something happens? Who am I going to talk to? Um, So you're definitely nervous, but you're also very, very excited because you are venturing out on your own. And honestly, you have to figure it out. And that could be very scary. Um, But Columbia was absolutely a wonderful place to start. Um, tips for when I solo travel, although I solo travel, I absolutely love meeting new people and being around new people. Um, so I didn't really feel alone while I was in Colombia. Um, in Bogota, I hired um, something called a Colombian buddy. They're like tour guides, but they call themselves more of a buddy than a tour guide. It actually, I'm so glad I did that because there was some issue with my Airbnb while I was there. And me being in the country, not knowing the language, it was absolutely worth it that I had booked my Colombian buddy. 
Um, and then in Medellin, there is a large Black expat community. So there are a lot of people that look just like me from the States that are living there, um, owning businesses, teaching English. And so I really love that because it made being oh. an expat more real to me. Like, oh, I could actually do something like this because there's a community here if I decided to move to Colombia. And then in Cartagena, um, I went on excursion as a solo person, but there were also other solo uh, women in the group and so one of the girls we kind of stuck together the rest of the nights that I was in Cartagena so I never really felt alone so I know that people are very nervous like I don't want to go because I'm going to be alone but trust me there are many ways to meet people and let's say you don't want to talk to nobody for the day then as a solo travel you have that option to just be left on your own yeah, I feel like um, that is kind of something like me being an extrovert. I'm like, I want to talk to you. I want to see people. Um, for some people who don't know, like, can you explain what an ex? Okay, so an expat simply is somebody, let's say somebody is from the States and they move to a different country. That's really all what an expat is. Um, they could be there, like I said, they could be owning their own business. Maybe they're teaching English. Maybe they're just traveling around. Um, so yeah, that's basically all expat is. It's kind of moving from one destination to another destination that you wouldn't consider or call home at the, the beginning time that you move there. Oh, okay. Cause I've been hearing that word. Like some people do know this, some people don't know this, but I've, I'm like heard about it in your communities and different things like that. So I was just wondering for people who don't know, just solo travel. Yeah, that's really dope. Where's your favorite place that you've been? Um, so I get that question all the time. And I never can say that I have a favorite because I feel like each place is very unique. Um, and they offer different things. Um, but I must say that the place that I've been the most, so I don't know if you want to say it's my favorite, <laughs> but the place that I've been the most is to Ghana and that's in West Africa. Um, because that first trip that I took to study abroad like I just had so much fun and I was there for like six weeks and I still wasn't ready to come home um what? so I've been back several times after that um and so I guess I guess maybe we can consider it my favorite but I really don't mm -hmm. I never really answer that question when people ask me that question well speaking of Ghana and there's this whole thing about the year of return that um Aren't you planning a trip to go to Ghana again? Do you go like every year or do you just like go some like every other year? So I actually, when I first started going, I think I went in 2007 was the first time I went with the school. I went back in 2009, um, back in 2010, and then back in 2011. Um, so it's actually been a very long time since I've been back, which is why I'm excited to go back and see people, you know, that I've had or that mm -hmm. I met the first time I was there. So, no, not every year. Just at that time, I oh. seem to be going a lot. <laughs> um, but <laughs> initially, I, I was taking this trip because I want to take my mom back. Um, as many times as I've been to Africa, she has never went with me. So I feel like I finally convinced her to go. And now she's backed out of the trip. <laughs> 
so I was what? like, okay, I guess I'm not taking my mom. But I did tell some of my friends, and they were interested, and they were on board. So I said, okay, let me see who wants to go back to Africa, because I feel like Africa, and I know Africa has 54 countries, but I'm going to say Africa as a whole, sometimes they have a neg- negative connotation to it. And a lot of people don't want to travel there. Um, and so I just want to bring people to Africa to show them that they can have fun there, that there's not just poor people in huts and not starving children. Like there are bomb hotels, beaches, nightlife. There's the culture aspect. There's the food aspect. There's the, um, the clothing aspect. I love the clothes from Africa. So I just really want to show people um, what Africa is the way that they normally don't see it. And so the mm-hmm. year of the return, um, I believe it was the president, kind of offered this thing like, hey, he wants the Americans to kind of come back, bridge the gap between the diaspora and um, Ghana. So, yeah, I'm super, super excited to go. I'm planning a group trip. I don't foresee I'm going to have like a huge group the group may be small but I'm actually super super okay with that because to me sometimes the smaller the better sometimes stuff gets mixed in translation with like a huge group so I'm I'm happy to Mm -hmm. take a small group to Ghana this year yes well um that should be fun my friend just went there and everybody was talking about going i was like oh yeah i don't know but i'm i really want to go to ghana well, i really want to go to um ghana south africa or nigeria like for my 25th birthday like next year like that is my thing to go to ghana i want to go to africa whatever country in africa i want to do it by the time i'm 25 so i hope i reach that goal <laughs> right well yep just to get just start planning yeah. now. Um, so I've been to South Africa as well. Um, I went to Howard University woo, for HBCUs. In okay. um, <laughs> my social work program, they take students back to South Africa every year. Um, and at the time, I was the president of the Student Council of Social Work. So I automatically got a shoe in for the spot, which is great. Um, and we went to Cape yes. Town. And so South Africa, Cape Town is a beautiful, beautiful. Um, but if you go to South Africa or if you can go to Africa, my vote is to go to Ghana. If you have to choose between the two, I would say go to Ghana first and then head over to South Africa. And me saying that by being to both. Um, I just found I just found the culture in Ghana and South Africa, Cape Town. I'm going to say Cape Town because that's the only place I've been to. Um, I didn't see a lot of Native South Africans there, and I still really mm-hmm. could, like, I couldn't even see the, mm, like, the clothes and stuff. Like, in Ghana, you'll see the kente cloth, like, worn pretty much every day, even though they're westernized in South Africa. I really didn't see that. Um, and I felt like mm-hmm. home. Like, when I got off the plane and it took 24 hours to get there, I felt like the city looked like back home. So I was like, wait, am I back home or I'm in South Africa? So I believe it's beautiful and I believe people should go wherever they want to go. Um, I definitely think if it's your first time on the continent, I definitely think Ghana is a good starting place. And then you go to Ghana and then you go to South Africa and then you compare the two. (laughs) Okay. Did you say it took you 24 hours to get to Ghana or South Uh, South Africa? Woo, baby. See, that's why I don't know if I could go because I cannot do long flights like that. Woo. Yeah, Ghana's much Ghana's in West Africa, so it's much closer to the tip. 
So if you're on the East Coast from DC, it takes 10 hours to get to Ghana, um, to get to Ghana. And then from DC to South Africa, yes, it took over 20 hours. Oh my goodness, crazy that. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So, um, well, basically, um, so you got into the blogging, you're staying in the travel blogging. Um, for people who like want to be, um, I guess, like travel bloggers, like, do you have any advice or like where to start and like, or anything for them? Um, so, um, I would say for people that want to be bloggers, um, just know that. It's not all about traveling. Like traveling is fun, but you have to come back and do the work behind the the, the traveling. Um, so I started off on WordPress. I still am on WordPress. So I would say focus on something we call SEO. And um, I don't even know the acronym for it. But SEO is basically like kind of where you would rank on Google. So those words that people look up when they're on the internet so I didn't focus on SEO when I first started because I think I was just blogging just to be writing um so I'd say one figure out um do you want it to be a hobby or do you want it to make it like a career you know and earn money different things like that um focus on your SEO because that's how you get views and how you get views is how you can um get money when it comes to affiliate links and ads and different things like that um, I, I will also say join different Facebook groups, um, find people that are in your same network. I currently have two um, bloggers that are we're accountability partners and it really works out because you don't you don't feel like you're alone and you feel like you can somebody understands what you're going through. Um, but yeah, blogging means writing, taking photos, um, actually putting it on the Internet. Then that means you have to promote it. Um, you may go into podcasting one, you may do vlogging, um, you promote on social media. So there is a lot behind the scenes that I think people don't think about or just be like, Oh, I just want to be a travel blogger. Um, so yeah, just know that um it's cool, but Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's me right now. I'm trying to do the work. And so um, I guess like a vision or go, where do you, I guess, where do you see sweet Tiffany's, sweet Tiffy's, Tiffany's like, and I guess like five years, like what do you want your brand to be known for? Um, That's a good question. Um, So sweet Tiffy's inspirations it's really the word inspiration is really the word inspire in there. And so my goal is really to inspire people to, I'm going to say it's a cliche, but kind of live their best life and live out whatever their goals are. Um, so I love to travel. So that's my thing. But if traveling is not your thing, what is that one thing that you find that inspires you to do what you need to do. And sometimes there are, we put limitations on ourselves or we think we can't do it based off of just a bunch of different things. But I want to be that person to inspire you to go out and reach for those goals. So like Alicia, you say by next year, I want to go to Africa. Okay, what steps are we going to do to make to ensure that that happens? Um, and in the, in the future or to go along with the question for the five years, I definitely want to be, um, I definitely want to be um, a public speaker in this kind of realm, mixing travel 
with confidence, with self-esteem, with different things like that. So definitely see myself being a speaker. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I say I don't want to write a book, but who knows what's in the future for that. Um, and obviously having just like my own company with people behind it, I don't want to be just the only person running this. I want people underneath me. When I say people underneath me, that means people helping me to bring it to fruition in that way that I can touch more people than what I'm doing now, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh, do you want to tell them where you're going to be speaking at? They want to join you? Um, yes. So in <laughs> September, September 28th, um, there is a big festival called Audacity Fest, and it is ran by Nomadness Travel Tribe. And this particular event is for black and brown people. And I say that and you wonder, well, why is that so important? Um, it's important because a lot of conferences that are held in the travel world, um, there are a lot of, I'm going to say, non-melanin people that dominate the industry. Um, and so it was very important for um, No Madness to have this space for us that are in the travel community. Because if people don't know it or not, there ha- there's just a big article, I don't know if it was CNN or somewhere, where they talk about how much um, black and brown people are spending on travel. So if we are spending this much on travel, then we need mm-hmm. to know that we are here, uh, we're here to stay, and we are all over the world as well. Um, so I will be speaking on three different panels. Um, I'll be speaking on the Volunteer Abroad panel because I've done a lot of volunteer traveling in the last year or so. Um, body Positivity, um, you can't see me, but if you check out my, my pictures and stuff, I am a plus-size woman. Um, and solo travel, which I kind of talked about a little bit before. And so, yeah, hopefully, I want to see you guys out. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. We have the Bill Street Landing. It's a, the conference is only on Saturday all day, but there's so many different panels, but you can join us with a VIP package Friday through Sunday for various events, including the conference. So hope to see you there. Yes, I know. I'm so sad. We didn't get to touch on volunteer, bro, but I definitely think that that is really important um when I study abroad we got to do uh, like community service community outreach and I think it's so important to go and volunteer where you're going to be at because you well some people see like the glitz and glams like that but they don't see what's going on or they don't get to be aware of what's going on in the community and I think people should um just go and see all the different parts of the country or city that they're you know visiting absolutely absolutely love to volunteer um I just came back from Spain, um, volunteering to teach English. And last year I was in the Virgin Islands, St. John to be specific, help building homes after the hurricane. Oh my gosh, that is so cool, so dope. I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and talking about traveling, you know, just giving some people some inspiration, especially millennials. Like they want to travel. Some people already do travel. Some people want to know, like, different ways to travel and stuff like that so I just want to be able to shed some light on you know some people of color who are traveling out here and doing the dang thing absolutely thank (laughs) you for having me on I really appreciate it yes thank you so much you have a great rest of your day you too all right bye bye bye